My name is Will Burns. This is the IT Superheroes Podcast presented by the Hill Country Tech Guys. Thanks for listening. All right. Thank you for joining the IT Superheroes Podcast presented by the Hill Country Tech Guys. Today we have Rick Gordon. Rick, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Uh, Rick, why don't you tell us your job title and what your duties are here at Hill Country Tech Guys? Well, as of shortly from now, my job title should be something along the lines of senior sales engineer, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, still somewhat of a work in progress. As far as duties, it's uh, still a little hazy. It's a new position here. So theoretical duties are going to be most of the quoting and inside sales for current clients, uh, quoting for agreements for new clients, and generally just monitoring client profitability, I guess. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Um, so it's been a it's definitely been a process and a continued conversation. So the, I think you kind of wrapped up what we're, what we're hoping that the position will be. We'll see if anything else pops up, but we've hired a new account manager, Brian McGez to cover all of the, like the communication between or a vast majority of the communication between the client and Hill Country Tech guys to set you up to, handle most of the tech since that's I mean your brain is your on my if I spent the next 10 years trying to learn tech I guess still wouldn't be there so it, it just it just makes sense uh, that that we get you in a spot where not only Hill Country Tech Guys benefits but also you and the client does as well uh, so when did you start at Hill Country Tech Guys what year is this 2022, so 16, 2016, in April, as a matter of fact. So I, I just hit six years not too long ago. Nice. So what brought you to Hill Country Tech, guys? I, I So also know that we've talked about this before, but people on the podcast haven't. So go as deep as you want to go. So about eight <sighs> years ago, my girlfriend at the time um, – changed careers and ended up as a procurement manager at Hill Country Tech Guys. So for the next couple of years, I spent Christmas parties, um, land parties, various things that, that, you know, our CEO would put on. I would be, I'd be there because I'm the plus one at that point. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. So over, over the course of some time, it just turned into a job offer. And here I am. Yeah. Yeah. So in that job offer, if I remember correctly, you were hanging out at the house. And then I could totally see Whit doing this too now, knowing him for six months. And I'm sure he pestered you with questions the entire, not just that time, but many other occasions when y'all met. And he's like, this guy's sharp. Do you want a job? So it was actually some trickery behind it. Uh, he had gotten a new grill and asked me if I wanted his old one. And I said, yeah. He said, cool, come on come on by the house on this day and come get it. And when I got there, we loaded it on the truck and then, why don't you come inside? <laughs> so the reason you're here is, you know, do you, 
we have a position open. Yes. Yes, I want that. Awesome. Yeah, and you were at Rush yep. before? Rush Enterprises. What did you do there? Uh, a bit of the same. Um, the position at that at that company was called desktop support at the time. But essentially it was it was tier two um and and on site acquisitions tech pretty much. Every time every time they bought a place, we my team would go out there and, and gut and re replace all of their tech and make them from whatever company they were before to to a, another rush. Oh, gotcha. So you kind of went in and uh, uh, set up the ideal stack that that Rush wanted. Yeah, it was a it was a little bit of a different situation from an MSP, right? Mm-hmm. So so you would acquire another company, and at that point, this is how Rush does business. So whatever company, whatever trucking company you were, you're not that anymore. On Friday, when you close, we've got guys around the clock over the weekend, gutting everything, replacing everything. Just literally everything tech, all out with the old and with the new. Okay, cool. So when you came over to the Hill Country Tech Guys, what were, were you also a tier two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, okay, so I, I guess explain what, if you can't explain the tier levels here at Hill Country Tech Guys and what each one does. So now your your we go down to uh tier point five now, right? Mm. So that's gonna be someone with limited tech skills looking to get their foot in the door. Uh your tier one is gonna be help desk, you're gonna field calls, you're gonna you're gonna take, you know, basic I say basic, basic tickets and up to a point where you have to escalate it to an upper level tier two tech. Now we've got We've got lead techs that, um, you know, quote unquote, we're kind of considering them tier three, right? Mm-hmm. So they take care of our internal IT and, you know, escalated issues that a tier two can't do. Um, before, when I started, tier ones, you would pretty much qual- qualify them as a tier two these days. Mm-hmm. It was it was a different situation back six years ago. Gotcha. Um, now it's a little bit more segregated. It you know you've got a kind of a, a certain level. We've got internal measures that keep you being able to only access what your what your level allows. Mm-hmm. So if you if you're not a tier two, you don't have access to this this drawer full of tier two tools, right? Um, that may or may not have answered your question. No, no, that, that did. And and to kind of touch on why we have those different tiers of access, it's more focus on the care that we have for cybersecurity, and I guess more of a, of a philosophy on what does Mark like to say? He says, "Don't or, or always assume that you are compromised." Right. Because with with the way that tech is now, it, I mean, I guess it's not a matter of if. Yeah, it's when, right. and and the goal is like if you think of it, or if if you think of your business like a house, if if somebody gets in and then start starts to light a fire, you'd rather them only take out the bathroom and the kitchen instead of the whole house. Yep. 
So that way we can mitigate any any real issues. And we're and with with some of the tech like Perch, we're able to go in and look at exactly what they accessed, so that we so that let's say that a bank or something needs reports on what was accessed. We're like, here you go. None of your stuff was touched. Or if or if it's an insurance claim, you're like, these are all the steps that we took. This is how the person or like this is how this hacker got in. This is exactly what he accessed. Um, and that way we're able to, I guess, be in the clear or as in, in the clear as we can be. But but yeah, so that's that's the tiered access. And so now you're so you're would ex I'm I'm trying to think, like you would exceed a tier three now being the senior sales engineer. Like or is it on an org chart, maybe <clears throat> not not as much in knowledge. Um I would I would put myself between a two and a three probably. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So you can figure out a vast majority of things. Oh yeah. But every now and then I am I am an escalation point here still. Gotcha. And probably will be. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can grow and then we can really have you focus on just a few things instead of all, all the things. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, we talked about why you started at Hill Country Tech Guys. Uh, so what, man, we, we don't got to touch on that. Uh, what's your favorite part about working at Hill Country Tech Guys? Well, I got a few. Um, I get to touch a lot of things. I'm not, I'm not as focused. Uh, a little bit more focused down the road would be good, but I would still have my hand in a few jars, right? Mm -hmm. So not having to do the same thing day in and day out is definitely a plus. Um, biggest thing here is, is we're pretty much like a family. So, you know, we don't, I'm, I don't know, man, I'm never, I'm never concerned that one day I might, I might get up and just not have a job. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we do, we do a lot of things to keep it fun. We, we hang out, we, you know, we're, I don't know. We're just a, a good crew. Good. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's definitely what I've been, what I've picked up in the last six months, which is crazy that it's already been six months. Somehow Five. it feels longer, but shorter at the same time. Don't know how to explain it. I guess it's like about a previous job. I had the same job for, or I was at the same company for almost 15 years, but I had the same job for almost eight. And I remember it, I set a goal at the five-year mark that I wanted to get a promotion or a raise. And then it kind of came and went. And I was like, I probably need to choose a new job. And then COVID hit. Or actually, I guess I had a kid. And then COVID hit. And then things stayed a little bit too long. Probably should have left in like 2019. Because that's when I peaked. And things kind of... Uh, yeah, I want to go ahead and talk about it. But well, things kind of fell apart. So the the what we had there... Um, so my goal as a director at my previous company was to, I guess, run as efficient as possible organization to provide the best customer experience for our clients. And I figured the easiest way to do that or the most effective way to do that was to incentivize my managers to really focus on their team and to push those same values. And we did that 
number one, through coaching, goal setting, but also through uh, uh, financial goals. And we had a, essentially a competition where, depending upon the amount of money that the company made and also the amount of, or not the company, but the amount of money that the business unit made and also the efficiency uh, generated X amount of bonus dollars. And those bonus dollars would be distributed depended upon your team's performance. So it required teamwork, but it was also very competitive. And it took three years to get us to a point to where we were really hitting on all cylinders because it was, I mean, it was at that time, it was like 250 people. Three, actually, at one point, we were up above 300. And over that three-year period, we got people who fit the, the the niche that we had created. And we were able to get to answer the same amount of calls, fix the vast or fix more, uh, and then also improve the customer satisfaction. And we, with, with, so instead of having 300, we had a hundred fifty people. So we're making hand over fist, making bunches of money. We, we, uh, so, and here's the thing is like that whole time I've essentially had the same set of managers, like here's our short-term goals, but here's the long-term goal. I want managers to make at least 60,000 bucks. <clears throat> we got there with two managers at that point. So everybody's bought in, everybody's doing a good job. And then the company switched to a different bonus system that de-incentivized working hard. And it was essentially everybody gets paid the same amount of money. It, like you've got to meet minimums and that's how you get your bonus where it was very frustrating. Essentially also the, their reasoning for it was because low performers in the previous um, bonus structure were getting bonuses. So they looked at a few people who weren't doing a good job and getting bonuses and changed the whole thing instead of looking at what was successful. And it drove me fucking crazy because, again, we worked on this for three years and we had an exec meeting that we went to. And on that exec meeting, it was called the it was an exec report. And each of the business units had their own um, their, their, their own efficiency scores. So like GP. It was gross profit. Um, so gross profit here and gross profit there. Kind of the same thing, but kind of not. Um, anyway, the goal was always 30%. And it was ridiculously high number. And you really, every, everything had to be aligned for you to be hitting yeah, those hit numbers. That. So over three years, we went from like 9, 10, 9, 9, 12, 15, 18, and then slowly but surely we got to like 25, 27, 28, and finally we hit like 31%. And there was a party. No, right? The, the fuck, it was nothing. Nothing. They, and that's kind of when I lost my motivation. It's like, you guys talk about this goal all the time. But when somebody reaches it, nothing. Nothing was said. Nothing. And it and it's not like it was a a one-time deal. Like there was real progression over a three-year period that everybody worked really hard for. And a simple 
like good job right how did it like how did you do that would have i mean that's all i was really looking for so that we could talk about this is how we did it and this is how the rest of the company can make a lot more money but nothing so i i I really didn't know what like what do you want me to do because the definitely when when you're not doing well you know it. they'll definitely let you know and they'll walk all over you figure out like what you're doing wrong but when you're Doing everything right, it's Not, like they don't pay attention. Right, um, and that was back in 2019. So, yeah, and then I guess 2020 happened, or COVID happened, and yeah, anyway, I'm glad that I'm here because this organization does seem like a family. This organization seems like it it does care for its people and it has realistic goals. Another thing to think about is that like Hill Country Tech guys will say like XGP or XNet is what they will say 10% uh, net. Um, If there was 10% net at the previous company, all incentives get shut down. You can't spend any money. Exec teams losing their fucking mind as opposed to here where they're still giving people raises. They're still taking people or I guess taking the, the, the team to what is the name of that? Kalahari. Kalahari. I was going to say Kilimanjaro. I was like, I know that's, that's not thing. right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Kalahari, they're spending money. And now like this first quarter, we're, I think we're five to 7% higher than we were last year, which hopefully is true. The, the, the numbers haven't been finalized, but I mean, that I mean, that, that's what it takes, and that's what it takes for people to buy in. Um, and I think Hill Country Tech guys really, they, we've got it down, and there's going to be growth in the future. It's just a matter of the sales and marketing team, the person who's leading that, to get it together. That guy. Yeah, that guy. Uh, so, but I, I think we're figuring out Emily's doing a great job. She's doing a ton of different things for us, uh, creating content. Uh, sending out marketing, being a podcast producer. All the uh, landing pages. All the landing pages, that's right. We're number one SEO on, on a few different um, on a few different uh, services and, and locations. So slowly but surely, we, we're, we're going to work our way up to where we're in the top three. And really, my goal is to be in a top three SEO for Austin and San Antonio, Austin, San Antonio, and Dallas. Because most times when people are going out and they're looking for managed IT, they're not just going to pick the first one and then only go with that. They're going to pick two or three and they're going to qualify each one to see if it's a good fit. Yep. So if we can get into that top three, we're going to create a lot more leads and we're going to be able to insert ourselves more deeply into these bigger cities. Cause I feel like we do a good job for the small towns or, or, or smaller population areas where they don't really have quality. And uh, I would really like to see us, like I said, in Austin, San Antonio, Dallas and blowing up there. And I think once we do that, once we figure out what the process is to grow and, major cities here in Texas, then we can repeat, I guess, rinse and repeat. Yep. Kansas City, Minneapolis, Denver, whatever it is. 
and grow from a $7 million a year to like a $50 million a year company. That's long-term goals. And we got a long ways to go. And we got lots of things to figure out. But I think with the leadership and also with the uh, team that we have in place, it's doable. 100% doable. We got a lot of really smart people. I'd be happy to move to Colorado. So <laughs> it's fine. Let me know. Good to know. Um, and, uh, and also with our, I mean, with our, more, with our, fo- our focus more on work at home, we're going to start expanding that out. It's going to give us the opportunity to, to have folks in lots of different places because we just hired Kelly back and he's in California, California. right? Yep. Yeah. So it'll be cool. I mean, I'd, I'd like to, I, I think work at home also gives us, the opportunity to hire more top quality candidates because when you have everybody in-house, you're stuck to your local region. Yep. And if your local region happens to be in between Austin and San Antonio, it gets really expensive really quickly. Um, so, and also, I mean, you're, you're just, you're stuck in your geo location and there's, cause there's, I mean, people aren't going to drive so far. That's a fact. I mean, I drive a whopping six minutes to yep. work. I mean, I doubled my transit time from my last job, but, you know. Hey, what I are mean, you going to do? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think for me, I, I, it'd be tough for me to drive 30 minutes a day because I feel like you lose a lot of time. And I know some people drive like an hour or 90 minutes one way. Not about that like life. two to three hours of your life that's just Every day. gone. Right. And I, and I think about potentially like living in the country because that's where I grew up. Like, oh man, I, I had a great childhood. Like, I got to run outside. Like, there were no fences. You just go play in the forest. And as a kid, we like we go play football in our neighbor's yard because it was all connected. So like, twenty percent of the game was played in our yard. Eighty percent of the game was played in theirs. And but then like everything was a twenty or thirty minute drive. Like, you want to go to Walmart. 25 minutes. Yep. You want to go to Home Depot? Yeah, 30 minutes. You're there. Yep. That's right. So you got to, you got to plan everything out. Whereas now I'm like five minutes from Lowe's. Yep. And it, so, I'll go, I mean, I'll try to plan things out so I don't have to make more trips. But if I do forget something, it's all right, one of those, I'll be right back. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, so we talked about some goals for the company. Where do you, see the company in five years wow i feel like in five years we can be i'd like to see us in another state okay in the next five years i feel like we can do that we're already we've grown leaps and bounds in the last six years Mm -hmm. and you're talking the difference the difference between six years ago and now is literally night and day you're talking basing basing a lot of decisions basing basing a lot of the way the way we worked on on how you feel right mm-hmm. they call them feel skis here <laughs> um and it's it's gone from from just kind of you know muscle and feel to data driven right we see what this does before it was, you know, we've got money coming in, there's money in the bank. We paid all of our bills and we have some left over. We're winning, right? No idea how much, no idea what percentages, no idea, you know, if, if we're spending, you know, spending money on having 
this client versus, you know, making money on this one. So I think, I think now, you know, and that's, that's been in the last six years, you've gone from, you know, a company that just has, hasn't, hasn't been looking at the data to now we know you push this button, this happens. So I don't see any reason why we can't buy a couple other MSPs and have something in another state in the next five years. Yep, that would be cool. All right. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to ask. What's your least favorite part about working at Hillcrest Tech Guys? Because I like to get both sides of it. Should have given me the questions ahead of time. <laughs> Man. For me, here, like I'll, I'll just give you an example. I am not good at documentation. You are not. Not that my correct. strong suite. suit. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm working on that. That's uh, yeah. So yeah. I would say that's my that's probably my least favorite part, and that's something that I'm actively working on. Yeah, yeah, I can I can agree with that. That's never fun, and you don't really. It's not a big deal until you need it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, man, we can come back. To I don't know. Yeah, yeah just give me a minute Stu, on that. Yeah, we'll let Stu in the back. Probably doing podcasts. <laughs> that's fair too <laughs> uh all right so so uh, what do you do for fun when you're not a hell you take guys well if i'm not working we uh we we enjoy watching movies um we uh we like to go go places go camping okay uh camping's a good time i mess around a little bit with uh various RC vehicles. I've got some helicopters and, and cars. Um, I have a motorcycle. I like to ride. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what kind of motorcycle is it? It is an Aprilia. Aprilia? Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of that before. Uh, it's Italian, like Ducati. Uh, okay. So, I mean, most motorcycles are really fast, but is it, it, yeah. You get up and go. It's a thing. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. How long have you had the motorcycle? I bought it brand new in 2012. Nice. Paid it off when uh paid it off when I moved into my new house a few years ago, and I own it. It's the only vehicle I own. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So explain your your I guess your views on leasing and car ownership. I have a very short attention span, <laughs> so. Um, this vehicle that I'm driving right now is the first time I've leased. And what kind of car is it? It's a Kia Stinger. Yeah. And I'll know shortly if I made the right decision. Since it's the first lease, I've never dealt mm-hmm. with, with getting in and getting out of one. So I don't, I don't know how exactly it's going to end up, but that'll be, that'll be a determining factor of whether or not I continue on that path. And with COVID especially... I have no reason not to lease short attention span. Don't like to keep a car more than a couple of years with COVID. Don't drive much. Yeah. So you can keep, keep your mileage down and it's fine. Yeah, man. And I gotta say Kia's really stepped their game up because Kia used to be, it was a lower end car Mm -hmm. that didn't like, it was very basic and you didn't get much with it. Right. But now like that stinger, is it like 400 horsepower in it or something like that? Or 370? Almost, yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, it's crazy fast. It seems like it's very responsive. It moves really well, and it's it's a really comfortable ride too. It is. So, yeah, Kia's come a long ways. I also think they got a like a Telluride. Telluride. The Telluride is supposedly like the top selling SUV right now. No way. You cannot get one. It, it, it once they hit the showroom floor, they're sold in like that day. If, yeah, if it makes nice. it to the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's a beautiful car, and it seems it seems like another one of those where they they packed a lot into it, so you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Honda is another one where again those used to be low end cars that when you saw one, you're like, I don't know, why would I ever want that car? But now like they have uh, well, actually Genesis broke off and they did their own thing. That's actually what I'm looking at now is the Genesis. Ooh, really? I'm, I'm working on it. Hopefully in the All next right. month I'll, I'll have one. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I had a 2014 Genesis. Um, and, and it was, that's when it was a Hyundai. So they had the Genesis, the Genesis and the Equus. Uh, I, I, I still want an Equus, but back, back then I wanted the Equus and they were, it's, it's, it's crazy to say this price out loud, but it was $24,000. I didn't want to spend more than twenty. Like I could have bought it, but I didn't want to spend that money because I was like, I want to keep my car payment under 250 bucks. So, yeah, I ended up getting a Genesis. I think I got it for 19000 something like that. But it had like 320 horsepower. It was a lot of fun to drive. The Equus, I got to test drive a couple of them. Those were the most luxurious, comfortable, responsive cars that I've ever been in. And like, they had different modes. I want to say it was like rain mode, snow mode, regular mode. It, uh, I should have just pulled the trigger on it and get, gotten it so that I could have said that I had a, an Equus. Because I only kept the car for like 18 months. Something like that, which for me is unusual. I typically right. keep my car for three to five years um, and only get rid of it when it's starting to present a lot of problems. Um, but I had a truck before that, uh, and my, my brother-in-law actually had a Genesis, and that's what made me want to get one because I got to ride in his. I'm like, oh, hell yes. This is awesome. But I like to build things. And w- when you build things, you need a truck. Yep. So when I had that Genesis, I was constantly borrowing my dad's truck. Like every other weekend I was borrowing it. Cause I think at the time I was building a shed. Like I had to like, it was like a 12 by 10 shed with a loft. I was like, you gotta, gotta have, a truck. have a truck. And so that's, that's what prompted me to, to buy, or I guess to trade my Genesis in and then to get my current truck. I wish I was a truck person. I'm not. <laughs> Well, I gotta say, I as driving, I I prefer to drive a car, and I really prefer to drive a car that's got a lot of horsepower, a, little, a lot of punch. Right, it's just fun. Zip zip through, and it's more effortless. Like the the Teslas, anytime I drive those, I mean, it really is effortless. It's, yeah, you barely hear any movies. Like you, the the only sound you hear is the the wind, and then the the tires on the pavement. Um, and I mean, the, the, hearing an engine roar is also pretty cool too, but with a truck and it's just 12 miles a gallon and just working to get through town, hanging out in that 
30 to 35 mile an hour range of just burning fuel up. Yep. So again, like, well, actually not again. I would, I I would own, I'd probably own like a 2013 Equus along with my truck. If Stephanie would allow me to have more than one vehicle, she's been pretty firm in saying I can only (laughs) have one. Uh, Yeah. Cause cars are just, they're fun to drive. They're easy to drive. And generally my preference to, to get around town or to even go on long trips. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we just drove to Disney world. Oh yeah. Tell us about that. Go ahead. Go all in. Man. Thanks COVID. So, so we got our flight canceled. Uh, we checked in for the flight and later on that evening we were supposed to leave on, you know, like a Thursday morning, we were going to get up and have to be out of the house at like 6 AM. And the evening before around five o'clock, we get a notification that our flight was canceled. So the only other option at that time was a flight still the next day, but now at 5.30 p.m. We already had... And how much was that? It was exorbitantly... No. Oh, um, it wasn't? No, because they canceled it. So there's not... There's no difference. Right? Oh, okay. They, they canceled it. Here's the next flights. Pick one. Mm. Um, so money, money, no difference. Um, but we had a reservation for dinner at like eight. And we were at that point, we weren't going to land until nine something. Oh, and that's right. And at Disney, they're so jam packed now that if you no show, they'll you still pay. charge you money. Yeah. So, yeah. Man. And we had the reservation, you know, like a week or so in advance. We ended up on one night while we were there, we were just going to wing it for dinner and don't do that. <laughs> we, we had a hard time finding a place to eat just because everything is already, you know, an actual sit down, mm-hmm. nice place to eat already booked. So we didn't want to miss dinner. We sat there and no, we, we talked eat. about it for a while and we just ended up packing up and leaving that night. So we drove there and, and where I was going with that is we drove my car, which is a lease for 20, 2200, 2300 miles. And I rolled over 15,000 miles on that trip. And I've had the car for like a year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Just hit fifteen thousand miles. Like COVID, COVID saved me so much on on mileage on the car. I can so, I can go wherever I want. How does that work with a lease? Hey, you you can only drive it so many miles. Yeah, when you when you lease it, you basically estimate how much you're going to drive it. Hmm. So your average amounts are ten thousand miles a year, twelve thousand and fifteen a year. Um, if you get 15 and you only drive 10, you don't save anything. You pay for the 15, Mm. but if you get 10 and you drive 15, depending on, I think mine is like an extra 25 cents a mile. What? When you turn in the car. Very convenient. Yeah. So yeah, you kind of want to, you want to try to estimate, right? But when you do the math, I mean, a quarter is not a lot. It is. If you, if you go, if you go in to turn it in and you're 10,000 miles over, sure. But from 10,000 miles to 12,000 miles a month, that difference in the cost, it kind of averages out oh, really? to that 25 uh, okay. cents. You might save a few cents on the mile, mm-hmm. but you know, Pay 23 it's cents nothing really distressed about. Yeah. Gotcha. So I got mine. I think, I think I got mine for 12 
and in hindsight, I haven't I haven't even driven ten a year. So the next one, I'll probably get twelve again because as time goes by, we are getting out a little bit more and more. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I got my I got my car in the dead middle of COVID, so mm-hmm. you know as time's gone by, we are driving more. Uh, and again, on a whim, we had to drive to Manatee, but we drove to Disney World. And, yeah. and it was fine. I had extra miles to do that. So I'd probably stick with 12 again. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So Disney World. You, yeah. It's like I can't. Yeah, go ahead. Man. So we drove. Uh, we left at about 11 p.m. on that Wednesday night. And we got in. We rolled in probably around 5, 5 or 6. And y'all just drove through the night? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It was about. <laughs> so you punch it in the GPS and it says it's about 16 hours. It's it's closer to 18, 19 hours. By the time you stop for food, stop for for gas every now and then, um, it was about a nineteen hour trip. One way, yeah. That is a long ways to drive, and y'all just did it straight. I don't have it in me. Not anymore. Maybe when I was younger. I love driving. I like driving tops four hours. Like I'm driving Dallas and back in the same day, but. Man, nineteen. I'd be, we'd definitely make a pit stop somewhere along the line. Well, I might drive nine hours one day, ten hours the next. I'd come back to work. Oof, yeah, we we showed we rolled in at about five a.m. on Monday. I was telling Stephanie that I'd be like, um, I'll be in work at noon. Right. Like you don't got to pay me for the first X amount of hours. I got to sleep. Otherwise, you're going to be paying me to do no work because I'm <laughs> so fucking thing. tired. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Man. So, uh, what was uh, Disneyland like? Was it was it fun? Yeah, it's a good time. Um, actually, yeah. They've they've changed it up a little bit, and it makes it seem like it's going to be worse, but it's really not. We still had we still had uh, magic bands, which you swipe to get get on on the rides in the fast section. How much do those cost? I have no idea. Yeah. I'm not in charge of any of that. Uh, I live the same way. Like I show up to places that Stephanie tells me to go. We did. We did two days of tickets with Park Hopper, so we could go to whichever park we wanted to. We did the. I think now it's called maybe something Genie or something Magic, something to where it it's like Fast Pass, mm-hmm. and um. I feel like it was it was something somewhere in the vicinity of like eight hundred bucks, I think, for uh for the two days with all of that. Two, five, probably per person. Give or take. Okay. Um but it lets you, you know, there's an app. So you you go in and it estimates your wait times, you get in and schedule yourself for a ride in like a 30 minute window Mm -hmm. and they only let, you know, they, they have it spaced out pretty good. So during that 30 minute window, you show up, it is, it's tied to you and your band. So when you book it, it's not, you go to swipe in, it's not going to let you in if you're not in that window. And then if you're in the window, you don't have to do anything. You swipe in, turns green, get on the ride and go. You don't have to wait. Um, you don't have to wait too long really for anything. And there are rides that, you know, 
even with your thing, you either can't schedule it because it's booked out or you have to wait a few hours before you get that window over there. Um, but we've been there before. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple rides that, you know, we want to get every time. And outside of that, it's like, well, we can't get on that one. No big deal. It's fine. But I think we waited in line for one. We couldn't, we couldn't get the, the fast pass thing. We waited in line. It said it was 50 minutes. We waited like 40. It was the longest thing that we waited on. We'll wait till my kids get older if we go. Oh, yeah. You're waiting in line for 40 minutes. They're going to be like, there are people there with babies. I can't figure out why. Like, why are you? The baby just not even, won't even remember. No. That's a lot of money spent for the baby not remembering dang things. And all the work involved in carrying it around. Right? Yeah, you're not able to enjoy yourself. No sense. Yeah, I've never been to Disneyland or Disney World. In fact, the only theme parks that I've been to when I was a kid was like Astral World. I think we went to uh, SeaWorld and San Antonio one time. These, oh, we went to Astral World a, a handful of times. It was always fun. I'm trying to remember, I want to say maybe in Dallas. Does, does Dallas have six legs? I feel like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I went there one time. But, yeah, I've never been to Disneyland. So, does is, is Disneyland the one with, with the uh, Star Wars part? Yeah. What's that like? D Disney, uh, I don't know if Disneyland. So, Disneyland in California, Disney World in Florida. Um, They did. They just did that, that whole Star Wars area. It's pretty legit. It's a whole big section. They were um, like two times ago when we went there. It was all not. It wasn't there yet. Everything was under construction. It was. It was uh, starting up. Okay. Um. It's all. It's all up now. It's. It's. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yes. Just a thought that popped into my head. I was reading the other day that it's actually cheaper to fly to Paris and go to Disneyland or Disney World in Paris than it is. And then also stay there for four nights than it is to go to California or Florida, which I, I don't know if there's just more rides and attractions in the That's U.S. worth looking into, though. But yeah. That's like right. If I take yeah. my kids somewhere, let's go to Paris. But, we're, yeah, I mean, we're probably not going to do that. <laughs> uh, likely, we... While we were drinking with my family, we tentatively agreed to go to Scotland as if on a family trip in like 2023 nice. or something like that. That's right around the corner. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. Yeah. Maybe summer of 2023 and do some uh, scotch drinking. Yep. Yeah. I'm down. I'm, I'm, my enjoyment of scotch has gone up a lot over the last three to five years. And really, only the last couple of years have I started getting better stuff like Flynn Fittich, Yep. which isn't top of the line, but it's good. It's better than Cuddy Sark. Right. Because I used to drink Cuddy Sark. I actually was drinking Cuddy Sark when I bought Brutus at an auction without asking Stephanie. Got into a lot of... It sounds like a Brutus. dog. Yeah, Br yeah, Brutus is my dog. He's nice. an English bulldog. And Stephanie's like, you better return him. Nope. Like, nope, I can't. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so, you know, it's only been like eight years, so... She definitely doesn't remind me now. Every ever. day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, no, it's gotten a lot better. Uh, let's see. So the 
so I'm curious, oh, what kind of Genesis are you? G70. G70. So what is it? They got a Genesis, I know, like a G60. Oh, is the G70? Oh, it's, wait. This, you said 70? Mm -hmm. Oh, the SUV? Nope. That's like a GV70 or something. Oh, okay. I'm just... Yeah, they've got like G70, 80, and 90, and then a GV70, maybe an 80. And I guess the G70 kind of looks like it's the equivalent of the Genesis when it was still under Hyundai. Or Seems like it. Was? Okay. Um, and and Hyundai and Kia are are pretty much sister companies, right? So yeah. if you look at it, it's oh, really it's my I didn't know that. it's my car with a different body. Oh, really? Pretty much. I didn't know that. Let's see, 2022 Genesis G70, 065.8 seconds, 365 horsepower. Yeah, that's really good shape. I think it's a little, I think it's a little bit heavier than mine, but for the most part, performance should be pretty, pretty much about the same. And there's a couple extras on the G70 that Stinger doesn't have. Gotcha. So. Yeah, I'm surprised. So I'm looking at the 2022 Genesis G80, and the horsepower is 300 to 375, which that the 2013 or 2014 Equus had over 400. So the 80 is still, I believe, a four and a six-cylinder option. If you bump up to the 90. I think oh, that's the 90, but that's like an eighty thousand dollar car. Yeah, so but I think it's got a V eight in it. Four twenty. But it looks more. Yeah. The higher you get in those numbers, the more it starts to. Like I don't like the way they look. They're less. They're less sporty looking. The the higher the number you get. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm not a big fan. I, I really like the way that the the, the Equus looked. There's a huge difference in. Like a used, like a 2017 Genesis G90, 40,000 bucks. Right. That's only got 46,000 miles on it. That's crazy. Because I know some tr like trucks, even used trucks, really expensive. And oh, right now, yeah. Yeah, and even even two or three years ago when I bought my, my F-150, it was like a used F-150 was $30,000. No, thank you. Right. Again, I wanted to keep my, my car payment around 250 bucks. So I was lucky. Well, I guess I wasn't lucky. I researched a bunch and I found, I was, I was looking for older cars with low miles or older trucks with low miles. And uh, there was a uh, F-250, a 2000, I think a 2004 with like, it was a diesel and it only had like 35,000 miles on it. They were selling it for thirteen thousand dollars, and I, because and I, I was using, I think Car Gurus, so it tells you good deal, fair deal. Yep. It said fair deal, and I wanted a good deal, so I called them, and they're like, "Hey, you need to, like, give us a deposit, otherwise it's gonna sell." I was like, "I don't believe you." So it's like, "Let me, like, let me look around." It sold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. So I called him back. I was like, "Okay, I'll, 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 I'll put the deposit in." I'm like, "Nope, it's gone." 
Too late. Shut up. Anyway, that was it. Was a great deal that I missed there. So I found my current F one fifty is a two thousand eight. Had like fifty four thousand miles on it, something along those lines. It was selling in Pleasanton. Uh, I guess that's south of San Antonio, some something like that. And I went to call them, and they were selling it for like fifteen eight or something along those lines. I was like, I want to buy this truck. And thirty minutes later, they call back and like, nope, sorry, we already sold it at auction which was disappointing so a few weeks go by and i'm still looking still looking still looking and it pops up again and it's at chuck nash like two miles or five miles from my house so i called chuck nash and said hey you got this truck you bought it at an auction from pleasanton this was the previous dealership i know that it was selling for 15750 that's how much i'll give it or like th- 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 that's how much I'll buy it for. And they're like, uh, All right, oh, why don't I you guess. come in? And they were like, well, so b- w- they wanted 20 for it. I was like, I'm not going to give you 20. I'll give you 15, 750. And then we worked our way up and got to 17. We're kind of met in the middle. Cause, and I told him, I was like, I'm not trying, like, I know you guys got to make money, um, but I'm also not going to pay. Right. That it's just too much. Um, it's like yeah. trying to buy a car now when they're trying to charge an extra five grand for nothing. Yeah, yeah. And like the 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 uh the, the car salesman, he's like, I've never seen anything like this. Like, whatever, like I want to sell you a car, you want to buy one, let's just make it happen. Cause he and like three or four times he's like, I can't believe you found this car. Like, I can't believe the the story behind it. Uh but yeah, it's a it's a good truck. When it, whenever the Cybertruck comes out, I think that's it'll be time for me to get a to to upgrade. Because again, man, I'm I'm a fan of the electric. I really like it. But I, I know that at least Natalie's not a not a fan at all. At all. Tesla's. At all. And I won't I won't have a problem with one if it'll go. The the truck kind of interests me because you can get it in a in a substantially higher range than what you're getting out of almost anything else these yeah, days. Yeah, isn't it like 500 miles or something like that? I, I think five or six, something like that. Yeah. And I think if I could get if I could get in the four 450 range, I would probably be more inclined. Yeah, I mean, because – but the thing is, like, you don't even need – no, I guess with a truck, if you're going to tow, you would need that much because then it would cut it in half. But in theory, like, driving from here to Jackson is – 504 miles I, I i i looked it up the other day so that's the only reason i know but it's like 504 miles so well, you can make it on one charge with, with a cyber truck right but there's no way i'm driving nine hours and not stopping to pee so i right. might as well get charged up while i'm on the way but i, I, don't, I don't know it, the summer truck seems like it's, it's going to be a game breaker for trucks in general the F-150 Lightning, I'm not as excited about. Right. I think it's cool that they're moving to electric. And then the Rivian seems like a like a truck that's really expensive. Right. it's going to be, what, seventy or 80000 I bucks? think so. And that's entry level for it. Whereas the Cybertruck before. I think the top was, one is like 70, 75. Yeah, but I think the prices may have changed. I think it might have bumped it up. So it might be like 77 or something along those lines. But still, like the top of the line, 77 versus your Rivian entry level at 70 or 75. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like Tesla, 
over time, it seems like Tesla is just going to continue to dominate, which is probably why it's worth like a trillion dollars. Right. And you can spend you can spend a hundred grand on an F two fifty. So I mean, that's so you know, insane. Your 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 price is kind of on point for what you're getting for sure. Hundred grand for a truck, man. No thanks. I don't see how people do it. Like I, I see people driving new big trucks. Like how? Like where's this money coming from? Explain to me. They have, like, di- they have different jobs than we do, <laughs> for sure. Uh, Let's see what else did I go? Um, oh yeah, so you, uh, you said you were into movies. What's your favorite movie? It's a loaded question. Top three. What's one of your? Uh, make it easier. What's one of your top five favorites? So, I'm a I'm a fan of the Marvel series. Um. Where I'm in horror movies. That fan of all the Marvel movies that are for the most more, part more recently. Yeah, yeah, we've uh, we've watched them. We've watched them through a couple times. Um, I don't. I don't hate any of them. I've, they're all. They're all pretty good. Um, the Saw series is 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 one of those things that's kind of. I don't know. I feel like it's more of a, like, I like them. I enjoy them. A lot of people don't. Yeah. Well, I think the first one was pretty good because they, it was a psychological thriller. Right. Not thriller, but it it involved gore, but it was, it was also like deep psychological, like, Oh my God, what a terrible situation. And like you, if I remember correctly, you don't see the the bad guy ever, right? Uh, he's on the ground throughout the movie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, he's laying there the whole time. That's right. Yeah. Man, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I don't think I'm going to watch it for a while, but okay. Yeah. Dang. If you haven't seen 13 Ghosts, I'm a fan of that one. 13 Ghosts? I haven't heard of that one before. I guess that's another. Is, is that like a an actual horror movie or is that a a gore? Because it seemed again. So the first saw was good, but then there were a lot of essentially remakes of it, but they focused on the gore part instead of the horror part. Yeah, were, yeah, they all escalated a little bit, like, ah, right? Like someone falling into a bed of used needles or something right. like that. Right. Yeah, Thirteen Ghosts is. Uh... It, there are actually ghosts in it, and uh, yeah, no, that one's good. It's it's got a couple jumpy bits. It's got a couple guy gets sliced up bits. Mm. It's good. Gotcha. And seven. Se- Ooh. Seven was a good one. Seven was one of those when I was I watched the first time when I was like nineteen or twenty. And just kind of changed what I expected from movies. Like, oh wow, like this was a really good movie. And I, most of the movies I watched before that just kind of trash. Um, and in, in, in comparison, and then Fight Club was another one. I think I watched that one for the first time when I was seventeen, and that 
I was like, whoa, this is a completely. So I grew up in a Catholic bubble. I okay, didn't yeah. watch much. Yeah. And I was only given, fed more Catholic, be a good boy things. And Fight Club was this alternate reality of, I mean, as an adult, I'm like, there's no fucking way I'd ever do anything like that. But when I was 17 or 18, I had no purpose. Like, after I wasn't playing sports anymore, didn't have anything to do. Like, I, I can see how. Right. I mean, I can see how terrorists occur. Like, you get whatever it is, you, you, they go out and they find young men who have no purpose. And like, here's a real purpose. And buy in and do really stupid things without thinking things through or have any critical thinking. So any cult has started. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For sure. Uh, all right. Well, hey, you didn't do the video day, right? Because you were you were out of the office that day, so I, I didn't get to ask you any of those questions, right? It sounds sounds reasonable. Okay, cool. I believe I believe you are correct. All right. Well, let's let's do that. So these will be more sort of quick hit questions. You can answer short. You can answer long, or I might ask for more. So Star Wars or Star Trek. Star Wars. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Who's your favorite superhero and why? Man, that's one that, that we always ask new hires too. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been a fan of The Flash. Um, and actually, that that all got started. My last name is Gordon. And Flash mm. Gordon is an old thing. So when I was a kid, uh, apparently that was what the adults knew. So um, I don't like Flash Gordon. <laughs> um, but but I've kind of hung on to Flash. So I, I like the Flash. Um, I mean, if you're fast enough, you can pretty pretty much do anything. So... Okay. It's fine. Yeah, cool. All right. If you had a choice between two superhero powers, the first one being having the strength of 100 men only while sleeping or moving in super slow motion, which would you choose? Doesn't make sense. Uh Uh-huh. I'll add one more. Maybe you'll like this one better. Detachable limbs. Well, that'd be legit. I mean, that seems like it'd be the most useful of the three. (laughs) (laughs) Take it off and beat somebody with it. Right. You could fit through through smaller spaces. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mark uh, Weaver said that he would detach his arm and have it go get him a beer. Yeah, it's handy. Literally handy. Right. Love it, yes. (laughs) Uh, If given the opportunity, would you bring dinosaurs back? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Poor answer. Why? We are not as, as we're not ready for that. We, no. No. (laughs) What about just herbivores? No. Uh, okay. I would say 
if you're going to bring back dinosaurs, at least uh, bring back smaller ones. I mean, you can be a herbivore all day. If you are four stories high, you're going to break things, you know. So mm-hmm. keep it small. Keep it sensible. What about Brachiosaurus Park? No? Okay. <laughs> Moving on. We already <laughs> talked about favorite movie. Uh, favorite band. Again, I, I can't. I listen I listen to everything but opera. Okay. So I mean, I'm I'm from from Eminem to Aerosmith. Like there's no nothing. Okay. Cool. So many. Gotcha. And uh, this is probably gonna give me the same type of answer. Favorite song? No. Can you give me one in your top ten? I mean, living on a prayer kind of holds its own. Okay. Uh, what is your spirit animal? <laughs> so I was actually thinking about that. Someone said something about <laughs> about getting asked this question, and it's it it's a it's a hard thing to just uh, a know and, or come up with on on the spot, and once you put some thought into it, it it's still difficult. Um, yeah, if it makes you feel better, I've asked it like twenty times, and I still don't know what mine is. Right, right. Uh, so, so it's funny. I was thinking, um, anteater. All right. Um, I'm a finder by nature. I find mm-hmm. things. Right. Um, part of you know that that's one of my skill sets that is going to be a good fit in, in my new position here. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and anteater, it doesn't have to see the ants. It knows they're there. Like it, it knows. Oh, oh, that way, that way. Yep. Warmer, warmer finger. <laughs> and that, that's kind of what I do. <laughs> Isn't that interesting though? That I guess evolution is really cool to think about in general. Like what pressures did the ancestor of anteaters run into to where they're like, I can't compete for other types of food, so I'm going to start eating ants because maybe they're readily available and nobody else touches them because they're they're stingy and they hurt. He's probably worried about getting stepped on by bigger herbivore dinosaurs. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but I uh, what yeah, interesting. Would that be? A mammal, oh yeah, I wonder when, I'd have to look that up. But yeah, I wonder when the anteater started focusing more on ants. And how long did it take for it to develop its own niche? Because I imagine like when it first started out, it was probably just licking them up. Like right. a, not a long nose, not a long tongue that they can move around. Uh, yeah, because like for, for instance, uh, T-Rexes. I guess prior to T-Rexes, you had meat eaters, but they were substantially smaller. And it only took, I want like four to six million years for these smaller T-Rexes or smaller T-Rex ancestors to go from that like seven foot animal to one of the largest 
land predators of all time. It's just those, and I'm, I, I don't know, for me, I, I really like evolution. I right. think, and I should know more and I should learn more, but I, I don't. But it, I mean, I think it's neat that something opened up. Other, other, I guess, competition failed. So they had the, the, the T-Rexes had to level up quick if they wanted to fill that niche. And then they did it in a, I guess, a, a, a pretty remarkable amount of time. Because you right. would think, oh, yeah, it's got, it's got to take like 10, 20 million years. But no, it was like, I guess, in, in, in a geological in, time, it was rel- Yeah, it was relatively, quick. that's, yeah, it's quick. Uh, what would be your last meal? steak I, i'm with you mm-hmm. i'm with you like i think i would get like a two pound tenderloin just have it stacked up blue cheese onions butter i'm also hungry for lunch now so right totally right gonna have to eat after this and maybe some gravy and mashed potatoes i like asparagus yeah but the main thing would be just the biggest piece of beef tenderloin you could find. Right. List two items on your bucket list. Uh, I want to go to Iceland. Iceland's cool. Iceland's amazing. I highly suggest everybody go. Um, I went during the summer in July and the sun does not go down. We took a picture with sunglasses on at midnight. That's uh, good. Yes. So what, what else is crazy is that when you're outside, you have energy. Like, I don't know how long I'd be able to stay up. I mean, I could have just potentially kept going, but went into our, our, our apartment that, that we were staying at. And as soon as you close the blinds, close your eyes, out. And then you wake up at like six or seven the next day. Sun's up again. We're ready to go. It's ready, and you're you're back at it. I I think it would be neat to go in a winter because you get to see the 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 aurora borealis. Uh, supposedly, sometimes like it's just I guess deep greens, and it's um, supposed to be beautiful to see, but it'd be dark all the time. All the time, and I'm not as big of a fan of that. I I like daylight. And I know that the daylight savings time, like permanently moving it there, is going to cause people problems in the north. But I'm not in the north. Right. I'm in the south. So, like, give me that daylight. I mean, it's not it's not like everything else around it is so static that you can't just modify everything by. And if if keeping a time is that big a deal for you know, oh, it's too dark at the so shift everything else an hour. Instead of working eight to five, work nine to six. Yeah. Like what difference does it make? Right. It's the same part of the day. Yeah. Based on daylight. I mean That's true. I mean it doesn't make any sense. And also maybe there's a small streak of libertarian in me where I'd prefer the states to do to choose it. And like all the southern states should just choose to do it on their own and then let the northern states stay. We'll look at Arizona. Yeah. They do what they want. Like, That's true. It's fine. Yeah. And but you're right. So everything still works. Yeah. And it would just take some small adjustments and 
with Teams or Gmail, whatever you use, they'd be able to automate that so it shows up correctly. Right. So, yeah. All right, cool. What's your second bucket list item? I think I'd, I'd kind of like to go see the pyramids. Okay. That would be pretty cool to see. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's funny. I guess growing I don't know. We didn't have a lot of money growing up, but it's just one of those things like I never never been on my bucket list. It's like there's no way I can afford to go do that. But now that I'm older, I'm like, okay. It's not maybe, as out of line. Yeah, for sure. But I'd rather go to Scotland first. However, Egypt would be really, really neat to go see three thousand year old structures. And isn't the Sphinx like even older than that? <laughs> Not gonna lie to you, I have no idea. Yeah, well, I guess I, I think that some some people will say that it might be older. There's where they talk about how it's got um, patterns on it that display rain. Okay, right, that, right, like, and flooding and things like that. And for that to have occurred, like it had to been like five to seven thousand years old. I don't know enough about it. You can look it up, or other people can look it up if they want to. Uh, what was your first game console? Um, Atari 2600. What was your first game? It came with combat. Combat? Which, I've, I've never played that. I, mean, I guess it was just oh, like a man, basic shooter. Uh, it was, it was tanks. So, uh, it, you could play it. Um, it was, it was primarily intended, I'm pretty sure to be two player, but you just drove these little tanks around and got close enough to each other, then you would shoot each other. So was it like the, where you kind of, I guess, move it up and down and then it goes? Oh, no, no. It was like a blocky top, top down view. So you're just driving around and you shoot, just shoot in a straight line. So depending on the level, um, depending on what you, what you picked, you could have stuff in the way or just an open field and you can shoot like this far. So you got to get close enough and, you know, you're driving around, try to not get hit. And so basically, it's not Halo, great, but like version the, one, yeah, point oh 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 one. Right. I guess that when you said that, it definitely reminded me when my brothers and I put our money back together and bought an Xbox, the original Xbox. And it's like right when it came out and we got, we got Halo as well. And we just stayed up all night playing on a 13 inch TV. Yep. Laughing our ass off. Because like we'd go from tower to tower, and I don't know, it was it was so much fun just getting to just getting to mess around, and, and then uh, it also I, I can see where a, a red versus blue came from as well because it, it, for, for whatever reason the original Halo it invited you to just kind of bullshit and like you weren't super focused. I mean the 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 main storyline was fun, and then you were focused on that. But the multiplayer, right, was just it was open, and there was especially if you had two controllers, like that's a lot of area for just two people. So it would, yeah, there was a lot, I guess, more open to interpretation on how you wanted to play. Oh yeah, I mean, going into the cliffs, getting the sniper rifle, search, right, yeah, that it was the game was fun. It was a lot of fun and land parties. Yeah, that was the thing. Which I miss. We got not that I have time for it, but in theory, if I had the time, I would definitely do land parties again because 
multiplayer, like great that you can have like thirty or forty people playing. But there's some it's different when like you're upstairs with six friends and I'm downstairs with six friends and there's shit talk in between. Some people go too far and they take it personally. Uh, but, uh, and then other, but for like 99% of the time, it's just so much fun. It's a different feel. It's kind of like going to a concert in person as opposed to listening to music right. on, the, on, the, on the stereo. So you must have just missed our last one then. Yeah, I had a family function. Okay. Yeah, that had been planned for a while. Yeah, we do we do them every now and then. Cool. Which which games did we play this so, last time? So we've got we've got Call of Duty in various forms. Um, there's a like an arcade set of sticks that has like a Raspberry Pi in it. Hmm. So we had uh, we had Mortal Kombat. Like one through four. Oh, nice. Um, didn't Sarah win a, a a Mortal Kombat one year? I think she placed. Um, I think Jeremy. I think Jeremy won. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but there's there's a few there's there's some Civilization being played. Civilization. Mm-hmm. Man, how do you do like that in six. one night? It's annoying. Um, and then, uh, there was some Halo. Yeah. There's, there's a whole lot. Starcraft. Cool. Yeah. I, I used to be a civilization fan or it's still a fun game. I haven't played six. I think I played five a little bit. Four played a substantial amount. Three and two. I played a lot because I worked at a call center. And right. it fit onto one of those old iPods. I just plug it into my computer and yep. make it look like I'm listening to music when I'm playing Civilization in between calls or in between troubleshooting steps. Played a lot of it. But now there's a game called Crusader Kings 2. I don't know if you've heard of that. Or I should say it's 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 a Crusader Kings 3 at this point, which I haven't really got to play. But that's it's an open world where you, you can't do anything you want. But there's no, there's, I'm trying to, what do they call it? Like a, a mastermind strategy game where it's not linear in any fashion whatsoever. And every time you play it, it's, it's always going to be, be different. different every single time. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I would say if you can pick up Civilization 2, or not Civilization 2, uh, Crusader Kings 2 complete, because there's a ton of expansions. And one cool thing about Paradox Studios, which the the studio that made it, is that they don't come out with bullshit DLC. Like when they create, so the original game itself was a lot of fun, and I got addicted. But then, like 95 percent of their DLC was quality content. And it really added to the game, as opposed to it seems like most DLC now is just it's just a straight up money grab. They don't really add anything to the game. It's right. just like, here's a new character skin. Here's a new map. Pay us $20. Like, no, nope. we spent no time on it. Speaking of destiny, I play, <laughs> I play destiny. And that's, that's kind of a thing. Uh, it's not terrible when they, when they come out with an expansion, it, it's typically an actual thing, but yeah, they're still on destiny too. 
for the last few years on their like fifth or sixth expansion release. It's like, all right, might be time for three now then, but I play that a lot too. Gotcha. All right, last question. What thoughts do you have on garden gnomes? Uh, there's a place for them. <laughs> um, I was actually, you know, I was. <laughs> we were just talking about that a couple weeks ago. We were in Fredericksburg, and for one of the few times I saw a garden gnome that I would not mind putting in my yard. Oh, really? Yeah. Very we cool. didn't get it, but <laughs> but um, yeah. You're almost there. Almost. Right. The next time you see one. Right. Right. You're going to get it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, any parting words? No. No, this is this has been okay. <laughs> well, thank you for joining. I, I put it off for a long time. It, yeah, it, see, it wasn't right. painful. It wasn't bad at all. All right. Thanks, everybody. Hill Country Tech Guys offer best-in-class support and aim to provide a world-class customer experience for each and every one of our clients. We offer managed IT support, cybersecurity tools and consultation, along with the ability to handle all of your project or infrastructure needs. If you are interested in learning more, please visit our website, YouTube, or social media pages.